So welcome to A Correction Podcast. I'm your host, Lev Moscow. And today I'm really excited to be joined by my friend, Timmy Wesselink, who is a senior sports trader at an unnamed, we're not going to name the company here. This is somewhat of an unusual conversation because I want to have a frank and open conversation with a friend of over, well, just about 20 years about sports betting. I'm really interested in sports. I'm interested in sports betting. First of all, welcome to the show, Timmy. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lev. I spoke about this many times. I'm glad many to be here. Many times. Many times. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time. So today is a bit of a different show. You know, usually I'm reading some kind of book or academic paper and talking to the author or authors of the work. Today, there's no text to go off of. I just want to talk to Timmy about what he does for a living. So I've done four or five shows on work, on the kind of jobs that people do. Um, I'm really fascinated by what people do for a living. There's a wonderful book called Gig that came out a few years ago where the author interviews people about their work. And then obviously there was Studs Terkel book um, working that you know did just this. So anyway, let's not waste any time. What I want to find out, Timmy, from you is what is your typical day like? What do you do when you, when you enter the office? Do you enter an office? And what do you do all day? We, we used to enter an office. And then the last couple, a uh, year and a half, we actually uh, primarily worked from home. And we are hopefully returning back to the office uh, probably in a hybrid uh, situation in the near future. Well, one thing to mention is uh, being in the office, being behind a desk, whether it's at home or in the office, um, I'll be sitting in front of a multitude of um, monitors. Um, in the office, it'd be six or five monitors. Uh, you have your laptop and you have five or six screens in front of you to be able to just multitask and keep track of whatever is going on in the sporting world or betting world, which uh, in this case are um, one and the same. And sports is a 24-hour business. And it's um, the interesting thing when you offer uh, online betting, you are open 24 hours as well, which which, which creates uh, for, for a, a provider, uh, a sports book. Yeah, a bit of extra monitoring, of course. And, All right, uh, Timmy, can I interrupt you for a second? What do you mean by a sports book? Yeah, that, that's the term that's coined for, uh, for, for a, a sports book. Uh, gambling provider of course back in the day this used to be a physical book where punters will come up to a desk go to the bookmaker um and and, and like bookmaker is is another word sports book uh, bookmaker and a um a bookmaker would uh, take bets write them in 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 his ledger book and that uh, bookmaker will make sure that he has a overview of his um risks uh, his uh, liabilities in order to make sure that originally the, the aim of a bookmaker is to to make sure that he he, he doesn't his risk is uh, optimized and, and and low and ideally you are looking to have a green book where you've been taking bets on both sides of a, a betting uh, betting offer like let's say keep it simple if, if you have a team a playing against team b you you want to take bets on team a and on team b in a way where you, whoever team wins, you are not going to make a loss. And you do that, of course, by putting in some VIC in your pricing. Um, American odds are, will, will reflect this usually in, in, in the terms where if you have two equal teams playing each other, the juice or VIC will offer a minus 110 on each side where you have to put in $110 to win back $100. And if the bookmaker has laid bets on both sides, 
he's guaranteed to make 10% or $10 on every $100 that's being played. So when you say the Vic, basically that's just your profit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's theoretical profit of the bookmaker. Okay. And when you say that in America, it's 110 to 100, is it different in, in Ireland where you are? Yeah, there are different, different ways to uh, display odds. Like the mathematical way would be uh, saying probabilities in uh, percentages. But the most common way for odds to be displayed are either decimal, where you have, for instance, uh, 2.0, 1.9 times your, uh, your stake, or fractions. Uh, fractions are it's, it's in the uk it's, it's kind of like in the uk and ireland you see fractions as the primary way to display odds in continental europe uh, decimals is the going way in america's american odds and then you have asian odds as well in asia but in the end they all come down to uh, offering probabilities uh, on a, on an event to happen okay. yes or no yeah so theoretically the the bookmaker or the bookie will make money no matter what happens. But in order to do that, you've got to you've got to set the odds correctly. I guess therein lies the challenge. So let me ask you a question. Let's say you've got a game instead of team A, B. Let's use real teams. You've got Golden State. They are a fantastic team. I think they've lost you know only four times all season, and they're playing Orlando, who's you know quite terrible. How do you get people to bet on? Both sides. In other words, why would anybody bet on Orlando? You do that by making the odds very enticing. So let's say Orlando would be usually like, if they play Golden State, they might be priced at plus 600, which means you only have to put in $100 to make a $600 profit. And then you can say, why would you not bet Golden State? Well, Golden State, they might be priced at minus 1,000, where you're going to have to put in 1,000 so risk or wager a thousand dollars to win only a hundred and you so in the end you, you bet or you place a bet because you think the likelihood of golden state or orlando winning the probability of them winning is better than the probability you are the than the odds suggest uh, the probability supposed to be so this is the um the pull towards betting for people where you know you all love to have a debate on which team is better uh, in, 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 in a friendly chat but you can also actually if you really are convinced that this team is better than the uh, the chance the odds makers give the team to win then you can decide to um, put that to test and, and put some money on it and, and see if you were right or not but it's good to understand that the betting market is like like close to it like the stock exchange where you expect the stock exchange to be um uh, to be uh, functioning uh, in a way where they are, they, it's not. There's not no option for arbitrage profits, or where the stock exchange is uh, reflecting the true price of a stock. And well, that's what I want to talk about because it, how do you know that Orlando should be plus six hundred? In other words, how in the world is it possible to price something like a basketball game? Yeah, so <clears throat> that's an interesting question because. Every, every sport or the, the more uh, data you have on, on teams and players, the better, it, the, the easier it is to predict what's going to happen uh, at a future event. And basketball, for instance, is, is an interesting example there because the, the NBA has a, um, a, a regular season with 82 games. 
for each team. So that creates a lot of data points and a lot of data to be able to give a real good estimate of a likely outcome of the of a future event. Whereas other sports, like for, for another an example would be maybe UFC, where a boxer hasn't, like let's say Conor McGregor comes back after not having fought a fight for two years. It makes it much harder to uh, use data and predict how he will fight in his next fight. Whereas, uh, as I said, a um, NBA basketball game with lots of data points from historical uh, data will make it easier to help a lot to predict what the likely outcome will be for the following game. That's very interesting. So would you say that something like baseball with over 150 games a year and basketball with over 80 games a year, the, the pricing is more accurate than something like um, European soccer? Well, European soccer, actually teams play very often as well nowadays. Uh, teams tend to play twice a week, which uh, means you're also talking about 60 games a year. Okay. And in that sense, it's also very interesting to see how data collection has improved over the years where you have so many data points on a game players are being tracked everywhere they go on the pitch there's a lot more um, like back in the days like for basketball for instance you have the box score the box score used to be the data that is recorded and historically you can use to predict future outcomes but nowadays the box score is just the start of the data that's being uh, gathered and with advanced uh, box score, advanced stats, advanced metrics. There is a, a lot more uh, data available um, that is being used to um, predict future outcomes. Now, you compared this to the stock market, but we've seen multiple bubbles in the stock market um, where obviously there's mispricing. Do you have that same problem in with sports betting? Uh, that's very interesting you bring that up because especially in the States, um, an, an interesting uh, topic always is uh, which way the public is leaning. Um, let's say on NFL, um, there's that, um, is, is the saying that certain teams are public teams. And this would mean that the public, a higher percentage of your recreational bettors will, will put money on a certain team because they want the team to win. They might be fans of the team. So you would see that, for instance, with, the LA Lakers or New England Patriots. And you probably see that now with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because your man Tom Brady plays there. Be a lot of people thinking, ah, oh, he's he's gonna he's gonna make that scoring drive in the fourth or they're gonna win. And what that creates is that you might have an unbalanced uh, situation where too much money is going on this particular side. And that creates the price to shift where it might be very close to the true price or at least bookmakers will look at which money is leaning which way and they will because they might want to balance the book will be looking at maybe lowering giving a lower price for let's say uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers that way you it, it's not necessarily a bubble but the price will be moved by the amount of public money in a certain uh, on a certain team and this can lead to a situation where it might actually not be the true price, but it'd be too short for the true price. And the other side becomes an interesting uh, proposition. Wow. So that, and, and, and I think with bubbles in, in stock markets, it's the same where 
public is going after one particular uh, outcome and uh, th- it kind of distorts the market. I want to come back to your, your day. So you sit down, you're sitting in front of a few monitors. I guess these monitors are showing you data. Are they also, are you also watching basketball all day? And, and what do you do? Do you set, are you the one setting the line? The, the line is kind of, <clears throat> the thing is because it's, 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 um, it's a very transparent product. And uh, like, let's say, you know, we're talking about New England Patriots to win the game or to lose the game. It's a very transparent proposition. And if I would set a line that is not close to another sports book, you might risk creating arbitrage opportunities. Like if the VIC is very low and I go, our price is at a certain price point where you can play, let's say Tampa Bay is plays, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars and you can play Tampa Bay at our sports book for a certain price and you can play Jacksonville at another sport, sports book at a certain price and you play both sides at each sports book to guarantee a, a profit that's not what you want so these these prices worldwide are very much converging towards each other there there's not going to be much sorry if i could just it. ask how does it happen does somebody somewhere in the world set the price and then everybody else just copies that yeah, somebody will come out with the price first. Also, prices are, like when we mentioned the, the stock exchange, betting markets are actually also available as, 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 as real exchanges where any private person can offer. You, you, you're not only restricted to backing a team, but you can also lay a team. And that means that um, these stock exchanges are perceived to offer the closest price to the true price and they will help you as a bookmaker to set the set the correct line for a match and these stock exchanges are there's none available in 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 the us necessarily but they will they are in asia or in europe and they will influence or that be a a measure stick you you can't deviate too much from the market otherwise you uh, create arbitrage well, how, how often does that happen, if, if ever? Well, that, that can happen often, when, whenever a price moves, because the VIC or the, the, the juice might be so low that if your price moves a little bit, you might already be in an arbitrage situation where somebody can back both sides to uh, guarantee themselves a profit. This is something that, uh, for the interest industry, it's, 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 very, uh, it's, it's important to, to prevent uh, arbitrage. So... You are sitting down at your desk and you've got games on. Look, like like the NBA is something that NBA games will start, you know, 6 p.m. until 10, 10 p.m. But we're talking about betting opportunities that run 24 hours around the clock. Um, when, when, when the NBA is finished, they will start playing basketball or they start playing soccer in Asia. And... One, once they finish in Asia, live games will kick off, tip off in uh, Europe, Africa, and after it will, will will tip off in South America and the US again. So you're looking at because sports and sports betting is is available for anywhere in the world where a ball rolls or a a pitch is being thrown. 
it, 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 it's, it's an ongoing business. It, it never stops. Even with when COVID hit, you might think that uh, sports all over the world actually stopped, but there was always somewhere still something being played and something uh, available to bet on uh, sports-wise. Mm -hmm. Timmy, tell me, what do you do? Like you get to work, you've got the screens on. What's on your screens? And then what are you doing if you're not setting the line? Well, we're keeping track of, 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 of pricing and, and keeping track of uh, price moves. Also, one event, like let's say an NFL game. On one in NFL game, we don't offer uh, only a winner market. You'll be looking at probably 500 markets that you need to keep an eye on. And um, in that respect, you, you're trying to... And, and, and like these are prices like markets from... Uh, who scores the next touchdown, uh, what happens in the first drive, to uh, how many yards will the quarterback throw, how many uh, uh, targets will uh, re receiver, uh, wide receiver one get in the game. So you'll be looking at 500 markets. They all need to be in line. And we are looking at a, 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 a an online business where... A little, a little error here or a little error there can cause you a small fortune because you offer these propositions live at all times. And um, so monitoring to make sure everything on site is what you want it to be is, is, is one big task. Secondly, we are, um, you, you, you want to offer a, a product and a user experience that uh, customers enjoy and uh, we'll come back to over and over again. So you're always looking to improve the product. Uh, so that'd be definitely something I'll be I'll be uh, looking and uh, working on on a daily basis as well. Uh, you, it, it's a it's a business with um, a good level of competition, and you want to be ahead of the competition. And there's always it, it it's a fast changing environment to keep up to date with uh, customer preferences. And like how, for example, do customer preferences change? Like how have they changed for you? How have you witnessed? What kind of changes have you seen, say, in the last five years in terms of preferences? Uh, customers just, they, they, they want more opportunities, more choice. And of course, they want also uh, uh, fast and, and, and easy uh, like apps uh, to, to, to use. Um, of course, when I started back in the business, it, it, was, it was mostly uh, desktop um, and, 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 and laptop betting, but that, that totally changed. Like um, the far majority of our customers will be using uh, mobile apps to uh, access the, uh, the content. And um, you need to make sure things are, um, it's smooth, it's working fast. That's what people expect. That's what your customers are used to when they use other products. And that's a, um, an ongoing uh, effort to improve. And also they're looking to get more betting opportunities and betting markets uh, available and offered to them. And that includes, um, for instance, uh, in-play markets, which what this like life when the, when the game kicks off, people want to be able to uh, place bets because there's nothing worse than having a couple of bets placed before the let's say the 1 p.m nfl kickoffs and one of the teams or your team going down 14-0 in the first quarter and your bet is let's say your bet is gone 
your bed is dead in the water. What we see then from experience from um, especially uh, countries in, in Europe, Asia, where, where betting markets have matured over the last 10 years, online betting, is that people want to be able to get on new bets and, 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 and try to make up uh, for any, um, any, uh, any, 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 any lost bets. And there's no better opportunity than betting live in play. And um, this is something where the American uh, betting public is getting used to now uh, with the opening of online betting and online mobile gaming in, in the past couple of years. And um, you have to imagine that offering live betting requires uh, a very high performance, uh, high performing backend um, data changes odds changes are incredibly uh, quick and and high in volume and uh you need to be able to uh to uh, consume all these changes and data that's being uh, fed into your system and still be able to create a uh, an 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 an, an uh, a product that customers uh, like satisfy that satisfies them and it will get them to come back but it sounds it sounds like an incredibly stressful job, right? Well, when everything goes smooth, it's 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 uh, it's not stressful. But yeah, things can go wrong. But we look. I I think it it it's it's a big industry, and we, you have a lot of uh, a lot of people working at it in it, and a lot of smart people and and good talent. And you'll see this as well in the U.S., where this becomes a a real interesting also uh, job uh, career opportunity for uh, people coming out of college or it's going to create um, tons of uh, job opportunities that were never there before, mm-hmm. especially in the US. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I wonder, Timmy, I know you're a big basketball fan, a big sports fan in general. Has this job changed the way that you that you enjoy sports um, for better or for worse? Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting there, especially you'll be looking at the odds. Yeah. So if you watch a game and if you don't know the odds, you think, oh, this game, oh, it's so exciting. Everything, anything can happen. And then when you actually look at the odds, you see that one team is heavily favored and it is in all, in, realistically, it's not particularly a, a close contest and it's not going to be exciting in all likelihood so you always be looking at probabilities and that was that was like i have an, a good example here today when i was watching um, grand prix formula one um this is uh, the kind of like what you have in america with the indycar or the nascar yeah, yeah. I, I know it's, it's, it's very exciting at the moment <laughs> for the championship where the two leaders are tied on points with one race to go and um I was watching the race and I'm, I'm not really uh, familiar too much with, with Formula One. And I thought that race was going to be so close or it's going to be tight till the end. And then I look at the, I had a, I had a quick look at the odds and you see that uh, your man Hamilton was uh, f- a big favorite to win the race today. And, and like, if I hadn't looked at those odds, I probably would be more excited about the last like 10 laps than what, when I was after seeing the odds. Just- 